0: pretty tired. It's been a long week. It's Monday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is Monday. It's been a long week of you watching Dimension 20.
0: Yeah, I have been, um, for those of you who don't, (laughs) there's no way to talk about this without sounding like a nerd. No, there isn't. I have been watching a lot of uh, college humor staff members play Dungeons and Dragons hours and hours of it. And hours. If you've watched A Crown of Candy, I need you to DM me on Instagram because (laughs) I don't think I will ever emotionally recover. Yeah, I just started it today because... Because
1: it's Game of Thrones but Candyland and I needed Katie to watch it. So I just... uh, thoughts and prayers for me as I embark upon this journey. Katie, how are you today? I am doing well. Uh, We are getting ready to do a... Friendsgiving. And so I was just cleaning and after this episode I'll go and do some dishes and then tomorrow we get to have lots of good food. Yay! Yay! Love our friends, love food, love The Bachelorette. That's the other activity for Friendsgiving.
0: Yeah, we're having Friendsgiving with the group that we watch The Bachelorette with every week mm-hmm. or almost every week on Bachelorette night so that we can watch it together. So, backgiving. Double dip. Um Katie, what are we talking about? Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. Welcome to Grace All Around, <laughs> a queer faith podcast. I thought something was happening. <laughs> no, I just forgot to introduce the podcast like I do mm, almost every time. Mm-hmm. Katie, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about
1: my coming out story.
0: Yay! Because if, we... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if you missed it at the end, the last like 15 minutes or so of my introduction episode, how we got here, Della is that yeah that's the title mm-hmm. of it um i talk about my coming out story it's very simple very straightforward no twists no turns no drama no heartbreak <laughs> no intrigue really just a haircut and a tumblr post
1: <laughs> what year was that
0: <laughs> um, let's see i was I uh, it was like 2014 i think the end of 2014 the beginning of 2015
1: yeah that sounds about right <laughs>
0: I was a sophomore in high school, so I've always been cool. Mm-hmm, sure, Tumblr and now D and D all the time. So, wow, folks, <laughs> you heard it here first. I heard it Della here Christ first. is cool. <laughs> Picked a good one. But Katie, did you talk about your coming out story at all?
1: I, I touched on it very briefly, I believe, um, because I. Talked a lot more about my general faith journey and a little bit less about my gay journey, my journey, if you will. I do not will. (laughs) (laughs) And so I
0: will not will.
1: But where is where where there is a will,
0: there's not a way. If a there's a good (laughs) journey, that's a. deep cut (laughs) dimension 20
1: (laughs) rough okay uh no i did not talk about a lot of my coming out story mainly because it is um longer and more complicated than yours is we're shocked
0: well there's only so long i mean i could spend 45 minutes talking about how getting a haircut (laughs) it was effectively how i came out to everyone and how each step of the process was a song from fun home yeah, I could. I could spend 45 <laughs> minutes doing that easily. I love the sound of my own voice. I will not do that. I. You don't need to be subjected to it. Um, We can talk about, kind of the idea is, Katie's going to talk about her coming out story. If something relevant to my story comes up, <laughs> I will surely interject. Because interject, um, again, I like to hear myself talk, but... <laughs> Hey, you should think about starting a podcast. Oh, interesting. Mm. You know, I actually i am working on this little project called Grace All Around. Okay, nope. maybe it's worth something. <laughs> worth turning into something.
1: Um, um, maybe you should talk to your fiance about that.
0: Yeah. So, Katie, I think the first step of most queer people's coming out stories is realizing that they are queer. Mm-hmm. So, is that was that the first step for you? Or would you like to go back to even before that? I... Ooh, actually, first, first, first. First, first, first. How do you currently identify?
1: Oh, yes. I currently identify as bisexual. Cool. Okay. Now go back and answer my question that I just asked. Yes. I did talk about this in my intro episode, but I think that I did not do a a lot of critical thinking about my sexuality and who I was attracted to for most of my life up until college. Mainly because there were only really two choices presented to me. Either you like boys and good job, gold star. Or you like girls and there is something wrong with you. So I liked boys. had crushes on boys. So I was like, cool, great. Don't got to worry about it. Moving on. And so I had crushes on boys and I never... Any of them because I wasn't cool
0: in high school. <laughs> Katie was a snitch in high school. I, you
1: don't need to bring that up every mm, time. I'm going to. I was a snitch, but also I was a goody two shoes rule follower, and also I was generally like not super attractive, <laughs> um, both physically and
0: just emotionally. <laughs> you can't even say anything I, about I, it. I, here's the thing is. <laughs> You are my fiance. I love <laughs> you deeply. Also true. You are the most beautiful girl in the world to me. Thank you. I've seen pictures of you in high school. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not lying. Here's the thing. I've also seen pictures of me in high school. It's. I never made any comments about you. We can go there
1: if we wanted. <laughs> no, I'm good. I you think. had some interesting
0: hair colors. <laughs> Certainly did. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So when. When did you realize you were maybe a little queer? So, I
1: got to college. So, I got to college freshman year, took a women and gender studies class because it was a triple dip for libeds. And I was like, this will be fun and funky. I'm a woman, so I should get an A in this class. I mean, I did get an A in the class, but not because I was a woman. Through that class and people in the theater department that I met, and was like, oh, gay people are actually kind of cool. I started to think a little bit more openly about my own sexuality. And um, just before, I want to say just before winter break, my freshman year of college is when I came out to myself. That's quick. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was quick. Um, You get to college in late August? mm Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, cool. I guess gay people are cool at some point. Along and by December. And by I'm December, like, I'm gay. <laughs> yep. That was it. Wow. That's a speed run. Yeah.
1: I, I speed ran figuring out my sexuality. I'm going through this kind of quick because this is all stuff I kind of talked about. But I found the kindest, queerest person I know. And I brought them to a practice room and just sobbed. And I remember being so scared and heartbroken because I was just so worried about what my family and my community was going to think because, and I said this to the person who I was telling, what if I fall in love with a woman? You did. Yes, but I didn't know that then. And, um, but I was just Sobbing, I was so brokenhearted because I realized that eventually I was potentially going to have two choices: either like close like this part of myself off and just never talk about it to my parents and just be out in college with my college friends, or um, be out to my college friends and then be more open to that side of my sexuality, and but then potentially fall in love with somebody who I would then need to bring into a family dynamic that I was pretty sure would not accept that,
0: which I felt was unfair to that person. Yeah. And I will say, like, when we started dating, Mm -hmm. Katie was out to her parents. Yes. But in not a, like, very concrete way, because I was the first woman you ever dated. Yeah, we'll get there. We will get there.
1: Sorry for skipping ahead.
0: I just wanted to get to the part of the story where I'm there. (laughs) Uh, We're
1: shocked. So yeah, so that was December of my freshman year. I went home for a winter break. It was kind of the stereotypical, like, good Christian girl goes to college, and then her first break back home, everyone's like, you've changed so much. The liberal arts school you go to has changed you. Um, But it wasn't, in a very outward way, it was a lot more of an inward way and realizing that in the short amount of time that I had been at college, so many of my preconceived notions about the world had been challenged that I no longer saw the world in the same way that my family did, which was jarring um, for sure. And then throughout that um, spring and summer, I was just out to my friends. By the end of my freshman year, I was out to, to everyone. I never made a big deal about coming out to all of my friends, mainly because I was just in this really inclusive bubble in the theater department. But I kind of made this like deal with myself that if people asked, I wasn't going to lie about it. Or if it came up, I would say I would mention it. But um, I didn't ever like make a big post or anything. Because at this point, I was still not out to my family and my community and where my parents live. So, um, now we're in sophomore year. I roll up, 9 a.m., costume construction, and who do I see but this little bald freshman? It's-a me! Della. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was you.
0: I shaved my head this summer before my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. I wasn't completely bald. I no, actually you had weren't. a pretty good pixie cut by the time you met It was me, not a pixie cut. It was a very short haircut.
1: You had like three quarters of an inch of hair just all around your head. Yeah. You have your student ID still. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I didn't have any hair. <laughs> um, you were also wearing that yellow beanie. Um, not on
0: the first day of school. I have a picture from the first day of school. I know fine. I didn't wear the yellow beanie. Fine. I wore the yellow beanie almost every other yeah. day. <laughs> But not on the first day. Excuse me.
1: I don't actually remember what you were wearing. Because you didn't make that big of an impression on me that first day. I'll be honest, neither did you. Yep, that's fine. Folks, uh, it's not about the fireworks.
0: No, it was not love at first sight. No. <laughs> not even close. It was, wow,
1: this idiot <laughs> at first sight. I
0: would I would like to think that I downplayed my idiocy at least until the second day of class. Yeah, that's fair. We were in a group <laughs> of five together. <laughs>
1: No, I walked into the class and, like, introduced myself, and we chatted for a second, and I was like, okay, you're
0: cool. Did we talk that first day?
1: I don't, we might have, we may have not.
0: I, I feel doesn't... like you would have been talking to your friends, and I would have been, like, way too shy.
1: No, but I remember, like, making a point of introducing myself to a lot of freshmen.
0: That's true, you were an RA. Yeah. That's maybe true. I remember eating lunch with you like one of the first weeks of school.
1: Mhm. Anyway, we at some point introduced were introduced to each other. So, through this year, I was seeking romantic partnerships, entanglement. Ent- entanglements is not the right word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was seeking romantic connections with uh men. Was it seeking so much as or just you were getting a crush on every person who looked your way.
1: You know what? You don't need to drag me like that. Um, <laughs> but yes, that was in fact true. For a while, I just, anyone who spoke to me for more than two minutes, I immediately had a crush on. I love that for you. Immediately. And it was bad. And I did make a fool of myself many a time. This was the year, you know, I'm a sophomore in, in college. I'm a sophomore in college the clock is ticking. I need to find a partner.
0: Ring by spring. Ring
1: by spring. Um, I mean, not really, but uh, <laughs> through all of my freshman and sophomore years, any romantic interactions that I was seeking out were with men. Cut to that spring, I um, realized that I had feelings for one Della Crist. Hi. That's me. Yeah, we know. We know it's you. And um, I thought, oh, no. I'm in trouble, (laughs) but not in the fun and funky way in the, I might literally be in trouble
0: (laughs) with my family. (laughs) Just to like give some backstory, we met working on a show together. I mean, we met in that class when Katie and I really started like interacting with each other and hanging out was when I was the assistant stage manager and she was the dramaturg for the production that UMD was doing that winter. mm -hmm. And so we were at rehearsal together every day. Yeah. For several, like, four hours a night. Mm
1: -hmm. And then we would also sometimes hang out afterwards with the stage manager, who was a mutual friend at that point. And now our bridesmaid. Yeah, she is now our bridesmaid. So we had spent a lot of time together.
0: And we... And Katie was getting a crush on me.
1: I was. Meanwhile,
0: I didn't have a crush on Katie. (laughs) Like... No, that's true. I I really liked... But now, in hindsight, I wonder if maybe I did have a crush on you. But I was like, maybe it was like more of a friend crush. Mm -hmm. Like, because you were a little bit like the cool upperclassman. Not (laughs) just a little bit. And like, in my friend group, it was kind of like, oh, Adela hangs out with sophomores a lot. Which is like, (laughs) the social dynamics of being a freshman in college are so weird. Mm -hmm. And now in hindsight, it doesn't matter at all. Right. But But, at the time, time it mattered so much. Right. And um. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know if I, like, really – it took until after the show was done, and Belle was like, you know Katie has a crush on you, right?
1: Because I had been talking to her about it incessantly for weeks.
0: Right. That I was like, oh, oh, my God, I like Katie.
1: Right. You kind of had to be prompted.
0: Right. And, like, (laughs) we had already had – we had already flirted quite a bit. We had already – Quite a bit. There had already been moments where I was like, I think she might kiss me.
1: We had gone on dates.
0: No, we hadn't gone on oh, any of our dates yet. No. But. <laughs> our many,
1: many dates that we did. By the time
0: dates. we were going on non-dates, I did know that I had feelings yes. for you. But, like, it it really took until Belle was like, I think, Katie has a crush on you. You know that, right? And then I was like, oh. And then she was like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but inside I was like going like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You like Katie. You like Katie. You like. <laughs> like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was much
1: more of a slow realization for me,
0: but, um, so let's jump back to spring break of that year. That was like in the middle towards the end of the show that we were working on together.
1: Yeah. So towards the middle end. So at this point I have recognized that I have a crush on Della and I am thinking for the first time with some seriousness that it might potentially be possible that I will fall in love with, even if it's not Della with a woman like this is the first time I've like had an actual like really big crush like and could potentially become something like I felt like it was mutual because even though Della didn't know it at the time it was mutual and right like I fully flirted back
0: right (laughs) I just like I'm on I had grounds to stand on for thinking you liked me unobservant of myself (laughs) like the feelings were there I just wasn't naming them you don't feel your feelings not at all (laughs) We're working on it. We skip right past those suckers. <laughs> and emotion? No, thanks.
1: Analyze it and move on. Not even, you don't even analyze. <laughs> Just be like, oh, I am crying now. Oh, I am done crying. Yeah. Those are in the same thought breath. It's annoying. Anyway, um, so I was like, okay. Okay, Katie, you need to get your act together. If you are eventually someday potentially going to fall in love with a woman, you need to lay the groundwork now because I'm nothing if not a planner. (laughs) And so spring break, I didn't really have any plans of coming out to my parents, but I had been sort of considering it because of all of these things that were happening. And so I remember I was sitting down with my parents. We were in the living room and it was just us. And we were talking about um, the Oscar nominees for that year. And we were kind of, you know, going back and forth and asking each other, like, oh, did you see this one? Like, I think it's really good. I think it, like, will probably win best costumes, like, blah, 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 blah. And forgetting my audience, I said, oh, have you seen Call Me By Your Name? I was. not Katie forgets her audience a lot when
0: she's talking to her parents about queer things.
1: You know what? It's not that I forget my audience. It's that I like to push their buttons. This is true. (laughs) And I need to be better about that. Um, but I recognize this about myself and am working on it. Okay. Continue. I was younger then. (laughs) Continue. So I asked uh, if they had seen Call Me By Your Name. So my parents look at each other, make a face, look at me. And my mom goes, is that the one with the two gentlemen? (laughs) And I was like, oh, crap. Knowing your mom now, that's very funny to me. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And my parents had something to the effect of, like, well, you know, we try not to watch things of that nature, you know, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is right. And,
0: and not even pure and holy are right. But it's like whatever is not explicitly against our beliefs.
1: Right, right, right. But like that was like the yeah the like wording that they use. And so I just went, Well, I'm bisexual <laughs>
0: Exactly like that. So smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so suave. So nuanced. <laughs> such a careful coming out from this planner (laughs) it just happened
1: because i just got a little upset in the moment and i was like this will get them
0: katie getting upset in the moment (laughs) pushing a button intentionally (laughs) never
1: no not ever not once not never so uh my parents again look at each other (laughs) and then look back at me and go huh. <laughs> and obviously, they didn't know how to react because this was coming really, truly out of
0: nowhere.
1: <laughs> not once had we... E- I had not laid the groundwork. I just came full, sort of swinging. Right. It's like <laughs> you
0: didn't even throw them a curveball. It's like they were playing hockey and you were playing tennis. Right. And you served them a tennis ball, but they were playing hockey. <laughs> yeah. They were having a normal
1: conversation with their sophomore and college daughter about Oscar nominees. And then they just get whacked in the face with a tennis racket. Bam! <laughs> I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we talked very briefly. And then after that about it. And... um. I don't remember a lot of that conversation because I was really upset. Um, it was my own fault. <laughs> I <laughs> I can't even, like, blame them for making me upset because could I have chosen my moment better? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I I think it went about as well as it could have gone. Because, right.
0: like, I mean, I will say, like, you say you didn't prepare them for that conversation at all, mm-hmm. but I... Like, what, how differently would it have gone if you had laid more groundwork,
1: you know? Yeah, I feel like they just would have. I feel like the second I started trying to, like, lay down clues, they would have picked them up and been like, what's this? Right. And so, like, maybe <laughs> so the only have option the was
0: just hitting them with a tennis racket.
1: And, you know, I... Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all what ifs. So there's not a lot I can do about it now. But... Um, so we had a not super fruitful conversation um, about how um, I was potentially not going to go to heaven anymore and um, which you know my parents want me to be in heaven with them and I can understand that and so they were concerned about that but not really about anything else like that was that was the concern um but then at some point I just decided that I had had enough of this conversation that I had started at 4 p.m. Um, And I said, well, you know what? I like boys, too. So, it's statistically more likely that I will end up marrying a man anyway. So, you don't even have to worry about it. Full knowing that you had a crush on me. Full knowing. Fully knowing that I had a crush on you. But I was like, you know what? The likelihood that it's going to work out, slim to none.
0: That's true. At that point, I had expressed little to no romantic interest in you. So
1: Other than flirting back with me. It was very confusing. But, like, barely yeah, but I kind of just wanted the conversation to be over. So then, um, fast forward a couple of months, Della's about to go to Christicon, um, the summer camp that she worked at. So she was going to be pretty much MIA all summer long. Um, night before she leaves, I definitely do not get wine drunk because I was underage and wink 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 um no no winking i definitely (laughs) did not get wine drunk because i definitely was underage we do not encourage underage drinking on this podcast
0: katie was drunk
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so from the bathroom of my good friend's apartment i sent della a snapchat video of me saying something to the effect of i really hope you have the best summer ever i just need you to know before you leave that I have a crush on you, and if you don't feel the same way about me, that's fine, because I think you're a great person, and I still want to be friends, but I just wanted you to know, anyway, um, see you later.
0: I, when I got that video, I knew what it was. I don't know why, or Mm -hmm. how, I just knew, because, like, we had been Snapchatting pretty frequently. Yeah. I knew that, for for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, she sent me a long video, I think she's expressing some feelings for me. (laughs) So I didn't watch it <laughs> until the next morning. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe she went to Because
1: it was like late-ish. So I was right. Like, maybe she and went was to about bed to early. Get cause cause she's up, yeah. like le- leaving early tomorrow to go to
0: Montana. Like, I was in Montana already. Oh, I was already, at my grandparents' right. house. And so the next morning I watched it. I got in the truck with my friends Molly and Kelsey to drive up to camp. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video. And it's Katie saying that she's a crush on me. So I hit her back with, I maybe have a crush nope. on you too.
1: Nope. The words you said were, and this is burned in my brain forever, what you said was, I think I have a crush on you, too, and then you were gone for three months. (laughs) And I was trying to be, like, cute, like, sturdy. Instead, I do not know how I have friends, still. Because Katie... All summer long. Obsessed all summer long over this. I was like, she said she thinks, but, like, she she doesn't know. Like, she thinks. Like, maybe she'll find a a woman at camp had her christian bible camp and fall in love
0: there were i think <laughs> 20 other people on staff that summer mm-hmm. i was the only queer person that was out at the time mm-hmm. now there are more queer people from that staff there was no dating well, other for you oh like, for, for me, other me. yeah <laughs> other people were dating but they were heterosexual couples
1: yeah so um we send each other a few letters
0: that summer and, and i text katie when i'm on break but i never called her no that, that would was be too like
1: too big of a deal it's too big of a deal and um, we both
0: kind of were in this like because i also was like well if she finds someone while i'm at camp that's okay
1: right i yeah it like it would have been but also like it wouldn't have been like i would have been upset <laughs> um i would have gotten over it so yeah so we sent each other letters we texted a little bit when you were in town which was a couple of times so at this point it has been several months since I told my parents, since I came out to my parents. I have a sister who's 2 years younger than me, so at this time she was 18 and I decided that I was going to come out to her. And so I did on that trip. And um it was very similar to um the reaction that my parents had. I I think it went down a little easier. <laughs> she had had picked up on some of the clues though because at that point I had stopped being, like, super secretive about it. And so she wasn't super surprised, but, you know, had some of the same concerns that my parents did. And then um, my youngest siblings were 15 and 13, somewhere around there, at the time. And I knew that Della was coming back. I knew that we were going to start dating. I was pretty sure about that. Even if I wouldn't have Told you at the time, I was pretty sure <laughs> that we were gonna start dating. Um, and so I wanted them to be prepared for that, and so I asked my parents if I could come out to them because you know they're minors, and so I wanted to be respectful of my parents. And um, they said yes, and I was going to on that trip, but then um, I wasn't. It, there just wasn't a good time, and so afterwards, after I was home back up in Duluth. Um, I asked if I could call and, um, tell them and then answer any questions they had. And, you know, it didn't have to be a big deal. And then I, uh, called at the scheduled time and my parents had already told them, which was really hard for me because I, I think we were dating by this point. We were dating by this point. So this was, um, in the fall, in early fall. Um, we had just started dating though. It had only been like a couple of weeks. If that like if maybe that. even a week. Right. Um but I mean I wasn't just telling them for this relationship. I and that's kind of for everything. I wasn't I didn't come out because of our relationship. I came out because our relationship was the first relationship that was like, "Oh, they should probably know like before I like bring a girl home." Mm-hmm. Um and so that was hard for me. I cried a lot about that. Um because I still to this day have no idea what my parents told them. Um I, I I've never asked and so not that yeah I can't do anything about it now but um I I do wish I was able to tell them that in my own words but I understand why my parents did that the way that they did. They didn't have any questions for me. They didn't really care at the time. <laughs> and I've had conversations with them now. So and then after that after I was out to my entire um, nuclear family. I also came out to my grandma who lives with my parents. I also came out to her around this time as well. Um, she was very supportive, love her very much. And, um, so then after my, um, nuclear family knew, I decided, well, that's all the people I have to tell face to face because I'm not super close with any of my extended family. I love them dearly, but there wasn't anyone who I could think of that I was like, oh, I need to like call them and tell them personally. Um, Whereas with my parents, like, obviously I didn't want them to find out from, like, a Facebook post. So I think it was, like, by Visibility Day then that fall, and I posted something about it, and then was just out. And we started, um, like, posting pictures together. And some people did just assume we were friends for a while. Um, Pretty quickly, it was pretty clear that we were not (laughs) just friends. Just gals being pals. And I'm a very femme-presenting person. I have straight passing privilege. And so um, I do still have to come out to people a lot. I very, very rarely get flagged as queer, and especially now that we're engaged. Fiance is, when spoken, a gender neutral term. Uh-huh. And so, you know, before when I was like, my girlfriend, either they were like, oh, your friend who's a girl because I'm 80, or uh, they could clock that I was queer. But when I'm like, my fiancé, they're like, oh, what's he like? And I'm like, well, she. And um, <laughs> so that's a little bit more awkward.
0: Right. Yeah. And I will say, like, I've been experiencing that, too. Now, because coming out never stops, right? Like, right. Oh, for sure. Because heterosexual is the assumed default, like, which is dumb and shouldn't be how it is, but whatever. Like, you are, once you come out to yourself, mm-hmm. you come out every day after that in some way or you right. don't or you know but like I had my whole thing of like telling my nuclear family and telling my friends at school but then I didn't tell my grandparents until after me and Katie started dating yeah I was I gay that. and that wasn't necessarily out of fear it was just um I kind of just put it off too long
1: <laughs> you procrastinated coming out to your grandparents.
0: <laughs> yeah I kind of just like didn't know how to do it right when I was coming out to everyone else and so I didn't And then it kind of just got longer and longer. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just do it when I get a girlfriend. (laughs) And then that took until college. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there was girls I kind of dated in high school, but not really. Yeah. That fall that Katie and I started dating, I was stage managing a show. Mm Mm-hmm. And my grandparents were coming to see the show that I'd stage manage. And Katie was going to be at the show. And it was like, Katie's going to meet my grandparents. Mm -hmm. My parents had already met you by that point. Yeah. But... I was like, oh, I guess I better come out to them. This is the moment, (laughs) Della. You said you were going to wait until you had a girlfriend, and now you have a girlfriend, so get to it. Mm -hmm. And so I texted all... I texted three of my grandparents, (laughs) because one of my grandmas is not the most adept at her phone, and I knew that my grandpa would would share it with her Mm -hmm. anyway. So I texted all four of them, and I was like... Or all three of them. And I said... uh, I don't remember what it was. It was like some long thing. I was like, by the way, I'm gay and I have a girlfriend and I'm excited for you to meet her and all that stuff. And just know that, like, I didn't put this off this long because I've been scared of your reaction. I know you love me. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I I don't have an answer, actually, for why I took this long. Um, and then
1: at the bottom, you said, also, Grandma Ann. Yeah, also tell Grandma
0: <laughs> who I didn't text. And then the response from that set of grandparents was essentially like, yes, of course, we love you. Also, Grandma's offended that you didn't include her in the text message. And I was like, I knew she wouldn't read it anyway. so Not because she she just d- doesn't really know how <laughs> to get to the text messages. That's okay. I don't give her enough credit. My grandma is great.
1: <laughs> all my grandparents are great. But you got the information to all of them.
0: I got the information to all of them and then like the next week they came up to Duluth and met Katie. And I do remember feeling like a little bit like, "Oh, I'm cuz I don't know actually if I mentioned you in that text
1: or not. I can't remember. You I definitely think I mentioned did. That you had a girlfriend. I don't know that you right mentioned by name. Right.
0: Right, because then they showed up to the show and I was like, "Okay, this is my girlfriend Katie." And I remember like a moment on one of my grandma's faces that was like, oh, we're meeting the girlfriend right here, right now. Yep. Like, this is happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was also super comfortable for me.
0: Just boss to the wall. <laughs> and then I was stage managing the show. Were you watching? No, you were, like, house managing. So, luckily, Katie didn't have to, like, then immediately go sit with them mm-hmm. and watch the show. But I also, like, I, they came to the show. I said, right. hi, here's my girlfriend, Katie. And then I had to go do my job.
1: Yeah. Luckily, then, like, they went in and sat down. And then I, I was, like managing front of house and
0: yeah so So and it was fine my grandparents loved it and they love us and yeah we love they were so excited when we got engaged and they love katie and yeah it was fine that was like my last like big coming out Mm -hmm. but now you know and there's the little ways you come out the whole way down the line i remember when i was going to college i was like oh i gotta i'm gonna have to like actually actively come out to a lot of people again because you know in high school kind of you either knew I was gay or you didn't, and you didn't know me enough, and it didn't matter. Right. Um, but we kind of talked about. Some but in college, ways you... I was like, <laughs> "Well, there's a whole new dating pool here. I do let these people know I'm queer. Like, mm-hmm. not like that, but it was kind of yeah. like. I mean, you're going to theater college. You might as well mention it.
1: <laughs> Fair. <laughs>
0: Which is why apparently my Instagram bio is lesbian thespian. I didn't remember that until you brought it up when we were recording a lot, yeah, my intro episode, but, um. I And, yeah, so then Katie was my girlfriend. And I will say, just mentioning your girlfriend is a very easy way to come out. It is. It's It's really nice. I'm so excited for
1: when I can just be like, oh, yeah, my wife. Because that's one that you can't, like, intentionally misconstrue.
0: Right. And I will say, I think I've been having maybe the opposite reaction to that. Mm. I am getting a little more nervous for the vulnerability of saying, my wife interesting um i think part of it a little bit comes from the fact that we're pretty young um yeah but also like fiance is pretty yeah fiance is gender neutral and so i can kind of like talk about katie without talking about katie and suss out the vibe Mm -hmm. before i'm like she my fiance katie is you know like
1: right and when we were dating I would use partner but that's also a bit of like a oh
0: right yeah there's something yeah there whenever here. someone says partner I'm like this is something's happening even if it is a straight person using partner I do appreciate when allies
1: use the term partner I know that I am not I people have different opinions on it but I think it's great I think that the more we can normalize gender neutral terms for things the the right better it is.
0: Right, and I, yeah, I don't have any issue with partner. I And I didn't say it a lot when we were dating, I, I don't think, but it was like, I would suss out the vibe before I would bring up my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It has gotten more complicated now that I live with you. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, people are like, oh, who? where do you live? And it's like, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend or me and my fiance now live mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Um, and And I don't know why. I've been trying really hard to examine this. I don't know why I'm finding myself getting nervous for when it switches to wife. Mm-hmm. I know that I can always say my spouse or my partner. Right. I will never say my husband because that is inaccurate to who Katie is.
1: Yeah. I, that feels icky.
0: <laughs> it sounds icky. Whereas I, like, if Katie were to like slip into my husband about me, that's fine. Like. Yeah. But like... Like every once in a while just to add a little spice. <laughs>
1: right. Just a little
0: flavor. Like how
1: sometimes I call you
0: handsome. Right. Exactly. Um. But... But
1: if you were to... Yeah, that's...
0: No, thank you. (laughs) Right. And I also think that, like, having a wife becomes... Or, like, having a married partner Mm -hmm. becomes a more... Like, the importance of that piece of information increases with each step of relationship you reach. Right. You know, my girlfriend who I live with. Like, you bring that up. That just ends up getting brought up earlier when you meet someone. Yeah. My fiancé gets brought up even earlier. Mm -hmm. The fact that I have a wife is, I feel like, going to be one of the very first things people learn about me now as a young adult meeting new people in new spaces all the time. Especially because you will be wearing a wedding ring. Right. Yeah. I'll have a wedding ring on. Which is like an
1: outward display of I am married.
0: Right. Exactly. And, you know, this is not, it's not even that I'm scared for people to know I have a wife. And it's not even that I'm scared to have a wife. Like, I'm very excited you're a little to nervous to be a wife. Yeah, that sounds stressful Louie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Got to step up your game, Della. Whenever Katie is like, "My wife, Della," I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> "I don't know why." Just feels like a very adult label to be placing on someone as goofy as I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not even like about like the g- gender of the label. It's just it's too adult.
0: <laughs> no, that's not a gender crisis. It no. is fully an age crisis. <laughs> it's a maturity crisis. <laughs> Um, but you know, I work in a church and so as part of working in a church, I am meeting new people constantly. All the time. I mean me too. And I also will say I am now at a point at the church where I work at where I'm meeting people that I have met before, but Mm -hmm. it is really hard to you know, everyone in the church just had to learn my name. Yeah. I have to learn the entire church's names. I don't know everyone. Well only ever seeing
1: half of their face. Actually, if
0: you're from my church and you're listening to this, I do know who you are. (laughs) But if you're from my church and you're listening to this, it's just it. I it's taking me a minute to catch up to who all of you are because I'm meeting you in different contexts all the time.
1: And also, you're meeting some people only through name and and only through name or
0: things I hear about people are like so and sos on this council, and then I meet someone like in the sanctuary, but they don't say I'm this person on this council. They just say I'm this person, and then like it takes a minute to be like, oh wait, you're. The same person that's on that council. Yeah, it's a lot of dots to connect. Right. Anyway, this is a long-winded way of explaining that I meet people all the time Mm -hmm. at church. And then also outside of my church, you know, there's different events that I go to and have to show up at. When you say like, oh, tell us your name and a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do. Like, I feel like now that I'm going to have a wife, the the spiel has got to be I'm Della. My wife and I live in. Duluth right. I work at you know like and she works at because now that we're married like what she does is hugely relevant to wh- how I am like right
1: each step our lives get more intertwined and so it gets harder and harder like when people are like yeah tell me a bit about yourself everything that I do you are also in some way even if it's tangentially involved in and so I can only go so many sentences before being like oh yeah and my fiance.
0: Right. Exactly. And like, that's not a bad thing. It's not like I don't like talking about Katie. I love talking about Katie, (laughs) but it's just like that immediate coming out. Yeah. Like there's no way that I can talk about having an important partner in my life without coming out. Mm -hmm. And because it is has increased in importance to this level, I have less and less time to suss out how safe of a situation I'm in.
1: Right. Because when we were just dating, you could know someone for weeks before mentioning you had a girlfriend. Exactly. And not even, we, you know, and I never intentionally kept it that long, I don't think. No, but like it was, you know, you could talk about like, oh, yeah, and I'm whatever in this club and yeah, I do this. And yeah, I'm working on this show and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it t- would take a while before you got to something and it's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend.
0: Right. And if I wanted to bring you up earlier, I could. and right. It would be easy, but it's also very easy to avoid. Now, Mm -hmm. when I go to the doctor, they ask you, are you single or married? Right. And you have to say... And I have to say married. (laughs) Well, not Not now. now, But but I will. will. You know, all of this is, like, will by next... By this time next year. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there's part of, like, this vulnerability around coming out because I know it's just going to be this, like, instantaneous thing. Part of me is glad of that. Like, I've never cared too much about coming out like um because my coming out was so simple and so easy Mm -hmm. but like it is kind of reminding me of a vulnerability i haven't felt since i was newly queer and newly coming out to people
1: yeah yeah i think that because i present as less gay than you do
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is, like, when I say something about my female partner, it's not a surprise. No. I look like a lesbian. You do. Like, it's – I don't think I've piercing. ever quite got a <laughs> shocked reaction to my sexuality ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have for
1: sure, Um, both from people I know and people I didn't know because I just don't look the type. I am all of the attributes of a good 50s housewife. You're very grandmotherly. I am very grandmotherly, and then I'm like my female partner, and people are like, "Hmm, that seems wrong," <laughs> and then they meet us and they're like, "Oh, that seems right, actually," <laughs> yeah. which is great. But yeah, I have had many confused people uh, because I, I don't look quote like quote unquote like look gay, and which
0: is arbitrary. Which anyway. yeah, it's there's it no such thing mean- as looking gay anything that said lesbian stereotypes i do tend to fit into a little bit
1: yes yeah, so you're saying this as you're wearing um what are those earrings stella they have cows on them they, no, they have bulls on them they're bull earrings they're bull skull earrings bull skull earrings little flowers and uh what is the the outer layer you are wearing i have a hoodie and a flannel on <laughs> <laughs> eyebrow piercing nose piercing So because my like little coming outs are um, less expected, I have also had an interesting experience with them being quicker and quicker in different contexts. I think that once I fully accepted myself and was out to all the people I needed to be out to, I was like, okay, here it is. Take it or leave it. And I have that attitude for most of the people I meet in my life. There are some exceptions. Like, I didn't talk about Della for the first almost month after I got my job that I have now. Just because I, when I was working at a church and, you know, everyone seemed very nice and accepting, but I didn't want to put a potential job at risk by saying that I had a female partner. So, yes, and everyone that I work with is, is great. And, um, turns out I'm not the first gay person that has worked there. So, it ended up not being an issue, but if it had been, I could have not talked about you for quite a while when we were just dating. Uh, When we're married, that's like not a, that's not a thing I would have been able to hide very long Um, once we were engaged and I'm wearing an engagement ring and then once we get married and I'm
0: wearing a wedding ring. So, Yeah, it is rare that I am actively trying to not talk about Katie Mm -hmm. in a way to, like, protect myself and protect our relationship and keep myself safe. Because it is – coming out sometimes can be a safety issue for people. Right. But what I think where the fear around – or not the fear, but the apprehension about the day when I will – when you will become my wife, Mm -hmm. and that will be the label I use to talk about you, is to other people, like – Right. Everything about you being my wife in our relationship to each other and our relationship to our families is great. Positive, wonderful. I'm so excited for that to happen.
1: Taxes, woohoo.
0: What it means for our relationship to strangers is that it takes away more of my options for evading the question and, like, talking around being gay. Yeah. And, I don't know, I'm sure once we're married and I... Like, also, here's the thing is I know once we're married, I'll be so excited to talk about the fact (laughs) that I have a wife that I will tell absolutely everyone I know or everyone I come across so quickly. Yeah. I, I, that's all I have for Yeah, we can wrap
1: up. Um, so, though my coming out is a little bit different than Della's, I am still very blessed and it is an ongoing process, so the title of this episode was probably a little misleading because... Not only did we talk about my coming out, but also a little bit of how Della and I both have to come out
0: a lot of the time. All coming the time. out forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to Grace All Around, a queer faith podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Grace All Around, or I'm on Instagram at Della Christ. Katie, what's your Instagram handle? Katie MK86. Um, we. This is episode five?
1: Yeah, this is episode five. We just keep
0: racking up those numbers on episodes that we've done. Yep, that's what happens when you make a new one every week. It just feels a little unreal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hope you had a wonderful and safe and happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts,
1: um, leaving us a rating and a review is really helpful for other people to find us if you think that we have valuable things to say.
0: Right? Or you can share us on your Instagram story, tweet about us. We're not on Twitter, but you can tweet about us. Yeah. Post about us on Facebook. Um, We have loved all of the feedback we've been getting from those of you who are listening, Um, which is very exciting. I'm trying really hard to not sniffle as much. That was a note <laughs> that Katie gave me, not so much you guys, but... <laughs> yeah, I got
1: a little upset at her after the last episode. I was like, I had to spend so much time trying to make her sniffles quieter. <laughs>
0: so... That's it. I want to go back to thinking yeah. about Dungeons
1: and Dragons now. Okay, so that's fine. we be done
0: with that podcast?
1: Yeah, time for a crown of candy.
0: Candyland Game of Thrones. Candyland Game of Thrones. I'm going to go back to reading about spells on D&D Beyond. Okay. Um, so. This hey, goodbye. is cold outro, I guess. We <laughs> <laughs>